0: My name is Taryn Vantoff and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk.
1: My name is Taylor Vantoff, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk.
2: On driver. Spider
1: whip, scars.
2: Now it's front of scores. Hands off for Rabel. Switches hands and scores.
0: Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson.
3: Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of pro lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam. Together, we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. Welcome to another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. We are here with sisters Taryn and Taylor Van Thoff, both former Loyola Greyhounds and now current WPLL Command midfielders. Taryn and Taylor, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you.
3: So you both are natives of upstate New York. Uh, Tell me when you first got into lacrosse and uh, what helped you fall in love with the game.
0: So we grew up about 45 minutes south of Rochester in a small town. I wouldn't consider us a lacrosse town at all. Um, I actually started playing... In second grade playing men's lacrosse and I played men's from second until seventh until finally junior varsity came around and I, I got to play on a, a women's team. It was just kind of something to do. I mean, we played a lot of sports growing up, so it was more so just getting involved with anything and everything, but then it kind of took off as, as we got into high school.
1: Yeah. So growing up, um, like, once we did get into high school, we had the opportunity to play for, we both played for the same club team, Lady Rock, um, which has now dissolved, sadly. But um, that was an awesome program that really helped us and pushed us um, into the collegiate side of lacrosse.
3: No, that's great.
2: And then speaking of the the college side, uh, you both ended up at Loyola at different times. Taryn, while you were there, you set the single season record and career records for draw control. Uh, while you were at Loyola, and then Taylor, you broke those <laughs> records and added a single-game uh, record uh, for good measure. So what was it like breaking your sister's record, and how? what was that experience like at Loyola?
1: The records, it was never something <laughs> that I, like, planned on doing. Um, mm-hmm. I had the intention of going into school and playing lacrosse at Loyola, and getting the experience that Karen got in a sense of family and enjoyment, um, it definitely wasn't to go there and break Taryn's records, um, But overall, my experience at Loyola was incredible.
3: And what about you, Taryn? What kind of drew you to Loyola, you know, all the way from upstate New York down to Baltimore?
0: I think that was exactly it. Being from upstate New York, um, just a different style, different pace of life. Um, and coming into the city and seeing something totally different really intrigued me. And then, I mean, just sitting down and having conversations with Jen and Dana, it was, it was a pretty pretty easy yes.
3: No, that's awesome. And can you touch on a little bit too, uh, you know, you, Jen Adams is the commissioner of the WPLL, and then Dana is, uh, you know, obviously plays with the WPLL Brave, and, you know, they were your coaches while at Loyola. How's your relationship with them kind of grown from your time at Loyola and then over the years as both professionals?
0: I can't even – it's hard to put in the words. Really, I mean, it started as a, a player and a coach, and it turned into a mentor – and then to a friend. They've just, they've really pushed me um, to be my very best and really, like, given me a whole lot of confidence through that. I mean, I still talk to them on the regular, whether it's about lacrosse or just life in general, but it's been been pretty awesome that Jen's kind of always been a part of it, and then obviously now Dana being a rival um, with the Brave.
1: Yeah, just going off of that, it's pretty incredible that Karen and I both um, were at Loyola for a total of nine years, and we had Jen and Dana there that whole entire time. Um, That's something that doesn't happen very often, and I think it's something really special that both we got to experience and um, Jen and Dana did as well, getting sisters to come through. Um, But, yeah, Jen and Dana, they're they're awesome people, and they have taught, taught us just so much about lacrosse and ourselves, and they're always pushing us to be, like, good, solid people in and out of lacrosse.
3: No, that's great. That's great that you guys have such a great relationship and you can kind of continue that a little bit in your professional careers. Yeah, that's
2: awesome. And they got a big win the other day against Hopkins. They they really routed them, huh?
0: Yeah, they did. They did. I,
2: I, <laughs> I, uh, I actually um, run the shot clock at Loyola. So I worked for the, in the athletic department part time. So uh, I think we probably, our paths have crossed a couple of times. I worked the alumni game. Um, oh no way. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know uh, all that, that whole staff, so Teddy and all the and everyone in in there. So
0: I mean it's just an unbelievable unbelievable place with such yeah.
2: great people, but that's too funny. Yeah, small world. Um, but kind of moving on to the pro side of things, Taryn, you ended up getting drafted by the Long Island Sound, uh, in what was the UWLX and, and helped them capture the the first championship, uh, ever for, for that league. What was it like kind of being a part of that first professional women's lacrosse pro, uh, league and championship team? And how do you think, uh, that league really paved the way for professional lacrosse for women?
0: Yeah, I think that league just gave us a, a start to a platform, um, mm-hmm. It wasn't a whole lot going into the background of it, um, the promoting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it did give us, you know, a game and a time and to get out on the field and actually show, showcase our skills. Um, obviously, as we've moved forward into the WPLL, it's it's grown immensely. And mm-hmm. I mean, the P working in a partnership with the PLL helps us. But just the difference between that semi-pro and the UWLX and the WPLL now is worlds of difference.
3: Mm-hmm you know it's great to uh, kind of see you know where it's grown and it's only you know not not that many years i mean it started 2016 was the uwlx and you know now here we are in 2020 wpl is about to start its third season so um it's you know it's it's pretty awesome and you've been a part of three of those four championships you know you were part of the two with the long island sound in the uwlx and then number one with the uh and then one with the command in the first season of the wpl uh what was it like you know winning three championships in a row <laughs> uh, it was-
0: I mean, coming out of college, it was obviously there wasn't Pro lacrosse before then, and it had just started, so like it was a first for everybody um but then continuing the next summer as well, grabbing that trophy again, and then, in the whole new league, I think we were pretty much the underdogs coming through for that whole summer and to to finally have that trophy and and kind of make a statement was was awesome,
3: you yeah, know for sure that that's great. And, uh, so we just had the news, uh, recently that, um, the WPL is unfortunately, you know, losing a team in the fire, but that's actually a gain for you guys as sisters, because Taylor, you will be moving to the WPLL command and you guys will get to play together. Um, I know this was your, your first time playing together was in Japan, uh, this past season. We'll talk about that a little bit after, but, uh, how excited are you guys to play professionally together?
0: I was so excited. I texted her right away,
3: <laughs> literally
0: jumping for joy. Um, yeah, I mean, we, the last time Taylor and I actually saw a field together, um, other than the exhibition game in Japan, was in 2010, when I was a senior in high school, and she was a seventh grader playing varsity. So we've come a long way, um, which which is super exciting for the both of us.
3: Yeah, no, that's great. I guess going off of that a little bit, too, you guys, uh, you know, played each other last season um against each other you know with the fire versus the command you know how was it um playing against each other um and now you know kind of what was that experience like having you know kind of followed each other's footsteps at loyal and then you got to face each other in the wpll
1: i just think that it was it was incredible to actually compete against each other at the highest level um right now for women's lacrosse um Like my whole life, I've always been um, kind of following in Terrence's footsteps in a way and watching her and learning from her. And to be able to step on the field and play against her, um, it was an incredible feeling. And it just excites me to now be able to be on the same team with her um, for an entire summer.
2: That's awesome. And you you guys got, got a taste of that when you and a crew of the WPLL pros headed over to Japan uh, this past summer. So talk about that experience a little bit. What what was that experience like going abroad and going to Japan and, and, and playing the game?
0: When we first found out, it was, I mean,
2: we were super excited not only to
0: get to Japan um, and be fortunate enough that the WPL sent us, but obviously the both of us going together. Yeah. I think it was a really um, fun experience for the two of us. I, I definitely feel like there was so many connections on the field without kind of having to try or 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 make those. I mean, you call them sister connections or whatever, but I think it was pretty effortless just because our style of play is so similar. And I think we, we read each other really well in the short amount of time we were there.
1: Yeah. I think that having that opportunity to travel together, um, not just only for lacrosse, but in a life aspect was really cool. Um, being so far in age, um, almost six years apart, we didn't get to go to college together. Um, she was in college when I was in high school, so we haven't been able to really like take trips like that. So I think, um, as a sister aspect, it was really cool for us to get to take that trip.
3: Yeah, no, that that sounds like it was an incredible trip. Um, You know, it's great that the WPL is really trying to grow the game out there. And we appreciated you, Taylor, kind of giving, you know, our our viewers and listeners kind of an inside look doing the Instagram takeover that one day. Um, That sunset that you guys saw in Japan looked amazing. So we appreciate you doing that.
1: Of course. That was no problem.
3: And then going off of that, uh, I do want to talk about, you know, we are on the international theme a little bit. Taryn, what was it like playing, you know, on the USA team on uh, 2014 uh, through 2017.
0: I mean, I think that's, that's the highest honor you can you can talk about when you look at USA across your chest. It's, it's pretty humbling. Um, but really, it was just the competition. Like getting to compete against the best of the best day in and day out through training camps and stuff like that was unbelievable. You meet unbelievable people. They're all competitors and people you've played against in college. And then to be on the same team finally, it, it's really cool. And I think the WPLL now gives us a very similar experience.
2: That's great. Do you, do you think, uh, Taylor, you, you might get the chance to play kind of going forward potentially with Team USA and, and Taryn as well? Do you think uh, it's a goal to make it on the squad together for the 2021 games that will be here in Baltimore?
0: You know, it's always something in the back of your head. Um, yeah. If the opportunity presents itself, I'm sure we both would jump on it.
3: Um, and then going off of that a little bit too you know we mentioned the coaching Um, we mentioned your guys' relationships with Dana Doby and Jen Adams Um, you both got into coaching after college with you Taryn going uh, to Rutgers for a year and then three years at Florida where you are currently Um, and then Taylor you are at UConn right now what kind of influenced you guys to both get into coaching was that kind of just a natural progression or uh, was there a specific moment when you're like oh this is something that I maybe want to do
0: um I think it was a a mix of both. I would say a little bit of a progression, just due to the fact that Jen and Dana ran their own company, Seven, and then Maximum Exposure, and we did a lot of camps and clinics working for them um, through college and through summer. Um, but then it, for me, it was more of—I didn't want to give up the game yet. I think that was the best way for me to stay in it and stay relevant in it and continue to grow with it um, was to was to coach. And I just saw the impact that my coaches had on me and the potential that I could have that have that on someone else or multiple kids was was really enticing
1: yeah i think similar for me um in that aspect of like the experience that i had at loyola was so incredible i'll never forget that i want to be able to make that happen for the next generation of lacrosse players
2: um and i'd be remiss to not talk about that final uh regular season matchup um, against Florida versus UConn in, in that big uh, American Athletic Conference game. How excited are you guys go kind of head-to-head against one another? And what's the banter leading up to that game going to look like? You know, yes. my,
0: mom will, my mom will probably have UConn gear on, to be honest. She always needs
2: <laughs> to side with Taylor. <laughs> no,
1: I, I think it's going to be great. I mean, we have gone from, like, parent coaching and me being on the field against each other mm-hmm. um, to us being able to play together in Japan. And now um, – coaching against each other it's going to be a first um so i'm really excited um to be on the sideline with her although i'll be against her
3: Yeah, no, we're, we're looking forward to that um no that's that's awesome uh it's funny too that it's you know the final matchup of the season for both of your team big conference game so i'm sure there'll be a lot riding on it
0: mm-hmm. i mean i think it's i think it's pretty awesome that I've, taylor and i have gone through so many phases of i, I want to say we played together in 2010 when I was a senior and she was in seventh grade. Then I coached her through college on a club team. I mean, it's it's just been crazy to see us grow in so many different worlds that we've actually yeah. played parts in. And now to finally be back on the same team and actually getting to compete with each other and instead of against each other. I mean, the rivalry of college lacrosse and us coaching is great, but I'm, I'm really excited to get back on the field with her.
3: Yeah, no, and I guess my final question before we take a quick break is uh, what excites you the most about this WPLL Season 3? You know, obviously getting the chance to play with each other is great, but um, what are you really looking forward to the most uh, this summer?
0: Competing. I mean, giving a platform that the younger generation sees. um, I think it's tough that we do lose a team, but I think we gain so much more in the competition aspect of Mm -hmm. kind of that smaller roster feel. Um so I think it's going to be a really really exciting season 3. I just there's there's a whole lot of talent within the WPLL and I think it'll be another year
1: to showcase that.
3: No for sure. What about you Taylor?
1: Yeah, I think for me um similar concept in that but also coming from Team Fire this past summer and making all new friends and teammates and relationships and now coming into the command like I'm so excited to be able to play with a whole another group of athletes and learn from them um to help um up my
3: game oh yeah that's awesome and we're looking forward to watching you guys on hopefully espn3 again um that was and the championship too was on espnu was phenomenal and it was a, a great game that me and adam both definitely enjoyed we're gonna try to get there in person though this year i think
0: <laughs> good
3: yeah uh, but that that wraps up our main questions we're gonna take a quick break hear a word from our sponsors and then we'll go into our five and five segment Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so welcome back. Uh, now let's dive into our five and five. Uh, I'll start off with the lacrosse questions, and then, Adam, you can continue with the uh, off-the-field questions. Taryn, we'll have you go first for each answer. Uh, Taylor, you can follow. Uh, but the first one i got to ask you guys is, what are some top songs on your game day playlist or workout playlist?
0: Oh, gosh. I'm so <laughs> bad with music. <laughs> um, I mean, Mood Booster is my number one playlist okay. on Spotify. Oh, I'll go.
1: So... <laughs> Taylor, my, music. Taylor loves music.
2: She there
1: we go. Music. No, I like a good pump up. Um, right now, I'm kind of into like the dance monkey, like a little bit of that kind of upbeat things. But also mm. the Lizzo album is like my go-to. Like get on the treadmill and go. Um, but yeah, normally those songs that are like getting you like happy feet, happy mood.
3: It's awesome. Uh, number two, who was your guys' favorite lacrosse player growing up?
1: Yep. Uh, Jen,
0: uh, my first camp was actually a camp that one of Jen's very first camps that she ever ran. Um, I was in seventh grade. Uh, and I actually have a poster still to this day signed by the Josev, So, you know, she was my idol and then I, I got the chance to play for her and now she's, she's a, a really good friend of mine. It's kind of funny how, how it circled back. <laughs> yeah. Jen, <laughs>
1: um, so actually Taryn had that poster and when Taryn got into high school I stole that poster. And stole that poster. <laughs> <laughs> so we still do have that poster but yeah Jen was is still an incredible lacrosse player and inspiration
2: to all of us. That's awesome. I uh it, my my wife played in college as well and she has that exact same poster sign. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure if you are in anywhere under the age of like 40, you probably have a sign poster with Jen Adams with the, the famous hairdo up and all, and all that, so for sure. Uh, yep. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, And going off of that, sticking with kind of like the lacrosse, people in the lacrosse community, uh, who's your favorite lacrosse personality kind of on social media right now? It can be from the women's game, the guys' game, Um, doesn't have to be pro, can kind of just be anybody, but uh, yeah, who's kind of your favorite person to follow on social media in the lacrosse space?
0: Uh, from the lacrosse world right now, mine would be former teammate Molly Wolf. I think she just brings yep. a lot of spunk to her to her post, and her follower base is phenomenal. They love her, and I think that's <laughs> the coolest
3: thing ever. I had a feeling she might be on people's list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I would say um, the combo of Molly Wolf and Alex off together. Um, they have, like, a great friend relationship, and they're just so funny together, always bringing in the jokes, but giving good advice to um, the younger generation.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. The Live Like a Pro series you guys did this past summer was was great. I think that was, it was very authentic, which I liked, you know. It, it kind of just gave you guys free range to kind of talk about your lives, and I think that's what we need more of, not just in, you know, lacrosse, but in sports in general is just, you know, seeing, um, and that's what one of the great things Social Media has been able to do is kind of, you know, allow you guys to showcase what you guys do on the field and off the field as well. So I, I think the WPL killed it with that in that regard. Yeah, I think
2: Alex is going to be the next uh, TikTok superstar too. It seems like her <laughs> and, and Marcus from doing those. So.
3: Yeah, no, for for sure. She's got it down. I don't really get it. I always thought TikTok was kind of like Vine reincarnated, but apparently it's nothing like that. So I don't know. I My, my younger siblings are on it, but I, I need to kind of get – more in the know about that.
0: I probably should too, but I'm I'm gonna stay out of it for right <laughs> now. I'm a little behind TikToks, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: And then number four, what is your guys's uh, current lacrosse stick setup in terms of shaft, head, and stringing?
0: Um, right now I've been playing with SDX. Uh, at Florida was sponsored by STX, so it's it's a pretty easy stick to pick up. Um, I enjoy it. I've been playing with the Exalt. Um, and the Exalt shaft. It's just a, a great stick that I can actually utilize off the draw as well, and not just on either end of the field. Awesome.
1: Um, so I'm actually sponsored by String King. So um, sponsored or not, I love their product. Um, I've been using the Mark II often, um, as well as the Metal 3 Pro Shaft. Um, the Metal 3 Pro Shaft is actually a men's shaft that I've been using, so it's a little bit thicker. Um and, but it's still the same length as a typical women's um, stick. Um, but it has a great hold, and really love using it.
3: Awesome. You know, String King uh, is, really does a good job with their content that they put out, too. Um, Matt Gibson ought to get you you on the, the podcast at some point. I'm sure he's pro- you're probably on his radar, but he does a good job oh, yes. with, with uh, the no angle. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then number five with the lacrosse questions, uh, what has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at?
0: Ooh. Um, I think last year just because of the atmosphere, um, opening up at Gillette was, was awesome. It was a mix of us and the P L L and it was just when you talk about world lacrosse, like big lacrosse, that was that was the stage to do it on and I thought it was a really cool experience.
1: Um, for me, my favorite venue would be um up at Mount Ridley at Loyola. Um mm-hmm. it's, Obviously, just graduating, um, just last season I was playing on it. But then in the Pro League, we had the opportunity to have a game back on the the home turf. um, And I actually played against the Pride where Molly Wolf was in goal. So it was kind (laughs) of an awesome setup um, to be back with the Hounds, kind of back in that safe safe space of home.
0: Yeah, I think we had a group of like 10 people at the end of that to then take a photo um, in PLL uniforms. So it was pretty cool to have everyone back
3: home. Yeah. yeah no. I, I think they'll have to get that loyal on the schedule again this season cuz I know last season it was uh it was kind of last minute change, I, I believe.
1: It had to be it was a reschedule mm-hmm. that they had. To...
2: It helps when the commish also almost runs Ridley, right? <laughs> I think she had a little pull there.
3: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> for sure.
2: Uh first one for off the field. Uh what are some hobbies or activities uh you like to do while you're not on the lacrosse field?
0: Um, so I've been getting into some podcasts, um, more so um kind of um mental um sport related. Um other than that, I'm still playing a ton of different sports. I play basketball, I play like football, I play beach volleyball, um, all against the college kids in the in a league. So <laughs> kinda of keeps me busy and I still in shape without having to run myself to the ground. Very cool.
1: Yeah, I think, just like Karen said, um, just trying out all the different sports. Um, I love basketball. I always, when I don't have a lacrosse stick in my hand, i shooting hoops. Um, that's something for me that I really enjoy doing, um, as well as, like, going to the beach in the summer, all that good stuff, um, getting in the warm weather.
3: You must uh, have some good competition up at UConn playing basketball up there yeah. occasionally. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed on that that court.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, All right, number two. Who is a non-lacrosse athlete uh, that you think would excel on the lacrosse field?
0: A non-lacrosse athlete. Um, All right, so every summer I've worked a camp with Julie Foudy for the past five summers, Mm -hmm. and she has crushed her stick tricks every time she's picked up the stick. So. Um, and she's also in better shape than I am. She like <laughs> outruns me every morning. So I think I think she could get up and down the field, and I think she could do a few crazy things. Um,
1: but it'd also be fun to see.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: I think if we put Rhonda, say in goal, her reflexes would be unbelievable. <laughs> um, so that is that would be my pick.
2: There you go, awesome. All right. Number three, this might be the same answer or it could be separate. A favorite place to go on vacation.
0: Oh, it's tough now not living at home that sometimes sure. getting home might be my favorite vacation. But yeah. honestly, I, I don't know if I could name a certain place, but it's it's the people. Um, it's mm-hmm. either getting back to see the hounds or going to visit my mom and family. Um, I think it's it's those people that make make it the best.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, Tara and I have both traveled a lot, um, whether that be um, outside the country or just in different areas. Um, We don't really get a chance to see each other that often. Um, So I definitely say when we are together, that's always a great little vacation. Nice.
2: Very cool. Um, And number four, uh, from a food side of things, what's your favorite meal, and do you prefer to dine out, take out, or cook at home?
0: Um, I'm not really a chef, so I prefer to dine out. There we go. Um, But my favorite meal, and you can judge me for this, but growing up in upstate New York, um, I'm going to have to go with a garbage plate. Um, The Zweigels hot dogs are by far the best hot dogs I've ever had, hands down. I used to have my mom send them to me in college. But um, all that messy stuff on a plate, you know, I'd, I'd go for it any day. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I would say that I'm more of a cook at home. Um, If I have the time to do it, um, I do love to do that. I think it's, like, a little bit relaxing, um, and you get a reward of great food. Um, And then my favorite meal, um, it's hard to say because I am such a sugar fiend that I would probably choose, like, a lava cake with vanilla ice cream. Okay,
0: okay. If, I, if I had to pick my favorite meal that Taylor makes because she is a fiend when it comes to sugar, it would probably be crepes. I think we sat down at home every Saturday with crepes on the table, Nutella, strawberries, whipped cream. And just, I think we could, the two of us would finish an entire batch before my mom even sat down to have one. Uh,
3: uh-huh. That's great. Crepes, crepes are very underrated. Um, my, my buddy just opened up a, a crepe store and. Um, I tell you, there's nothing like a good dessert crepe like with a scoop of ice cream.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, They're so good.
3: you making me hungry now. Yeah, yeah
1: I know.
2: <laughs> awesome. Uh, Taylor's then, probably
0: going to whip some up. Oh, no. you know it. <laughs> there, we
2: go. there we go. That's awesome. And then uh, our last one for off-the-field questions. Taryn, you, you, you talked about this a little bit already, but what what's a book or podcast that you're currently reading or listening to uh, that you'd recommend to a teammate or friend?
0: Um, Right now, I just am about to start the Kobe Mamba mentality. Um, I actually haven't taken a dive into it yet, but I think I'm super excited about it. Obviously, um, a huge figure when it comes to mentality and just the culture of sport and and being a good person. And I I think, obviously, we've seen a lot in these last few weeks about him, but just uh, I know it's going to be a great read.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I would say the book I would recommend is the girls of summer. Um, is that a book that when I was home over winter break, it was in my sister's room and I grabbed it, snagged it. Um, and I've been reading it. It's about the U S women's, um, soccer team. Um, it's just a good read about the world cup and how they essentially changed, um, the game of women's soccer. Um, yeah. Taylor, did you put that book back? I'm pretty sure I saw it there last time. <laughs> no, I didn't deal with my book.
3: <laughs> that's great. Well, that kind of wraps up our five and five. Uh, we'd like to end on one final question, um, and that's you know, kind of for our young athletes out there that might be listening. What is some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally?
0: Follow your dream. Um, don't give up. It's a sport that you can grow in. Some people get good at it really young, and some people don't develop to a later age. I think it's one you can always continuously work on, but don't put down the stick.
1: Yeah, I would just say looking at where Taryn and I came from in the small town, cross wasn't even um, really a thing. Um, Just branching out and really building those relationships um, to keep getting you where you are. Um, I don't think Taryn and I – would have gotten this far without um, the great people that we are surrounded by. So actually, listening and taking in all the advice that you receive will will really help.
3: No, I think that's some great advice. Uh, definitely for some young ladies out there that you know want to maybe follow your guys' footsteps and uh, play in college and play professionally. So uh, we appreciate that advice. Um, remind people where they can find you on social media.
1: Oh gosh, I think my
0: Instagram handle is at Taryn Van. Uh,
1: my Instagram handle is at Taylor Vanthoff.
3: Awesome. And we'll be sure to share those too in the show notes. But uh thank you guys so much for coming on. Again, it was exciting to have our first pair of sisters on the podcast. Uh hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um you know, congrats on, you know, a terrific WPL season last season and you know, even more congratulations to being, you know, on the same team for this season and we're looking forward to watching you guys play this summer.
1: Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us.
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
3: Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com slash premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.